Franz Ferdinand's car past the second gang member, but he couldn't get his grenade out of his pocket in time and the royal party drove on. The third one managed to throw his grenade, but it bounced off the roof of the Archduke's vehicle and blew up the car behind. Two more of these incompetent killers lost their nerve and ran away. The last member of the gang, 19-year-old Gavrilo Princip, was really upset that their mission had failed. So he went off to a nearby cafe for a nice cup of coffee. But just as he was biting into his cinnamon and apple pastry, we don't actually know that Gavrilo had a cinnamon and apple pastry, but it makes the whole scene a bit more dramatic, doesn't it? The Archduke's car pulled up right beside him. Gavrilo jumped out of his seat, fired his gun at the Archduke and his wife, and shot them dead. Even this murder attempt nearly failed because Franz Ferdinand was wearing a bulletproof vest, but he was shot in the neck, so it didn't protect him. Even though Franz Ferdinand's murder was horrific, who would have thought it would lead to the death of millions of people? What happened next? The leaders of the Austro-Hungarian Empire were furious that some pipsqueak Serbian had bumped off the air to their throne, so they declared war on Serbia. But it didn't stop there. Austria-Hungary was friends with the Germans, so Germany joined in. Germany was friends with the Turks, so Turkey joined in. On the other side, Serbia was friends with the Russians, so Russia joined in. Russia was friends with the French, so France joined in. And France was friends with the British, so Britain joined in. Pretty soon, the assassination at Sarajevo had turned into one almighty punch-up involving all the major superpowers of the time. On one side were the central powers, including Austria-Hungary, Germany and Turkey. On the other were the Allies, including Britain, Russia and France. The Best of Friends The war was a huge surprise. Nobody could believe that so many European countries were fighting each other, particularly as most kings and queens were part of the same big family. This was all down to Queen Victoria of Britain, her nine children and her 40 grandchildren, who, like posh people everywhere, wanted to marry people as posh as they were, which meant other kings, queens, princes and princesses. About half the crowned heads of Europe were cousins, second cousins and third cousins once removed. They held family parties, sent each other Christmas cards and appeared to be the best of friends. Queen Victoria, or the Grand Mama of Europe as she was known, was a bossy old bat, and if she'd still been alive when the war started, maybe she'd have put all her swanky young relatives in the naughty corner and made them stop fighting. But she died in 1901. Woohoo! A war! In August 1914, on the day war was declared, People across Europe poured into the streets to celebrate. Londoners gathered in front of Buckingham Palace to cheer, wave flags and sing the national anthem. It might sound totally bonkers to you and me, but to many people at the time, the war seemed a jolly good idea. 
Just like today, most people lived ordinary lives in ordinary towns where nothing much happened that was remotely interesting. But now a big war was about to start, just like they'd heard about in adventure stories. It was a chance for young men to be heroes, win glory, and see the world. Best of all, they'd get to teach those jumped-up Johnny foreigners a lesson they'd never forget. Hurrah! Of course, nobody considered for a moment that they might die, or that the Johnny foreigners might turn out to be rather good at fighting. They also didn't expect the war to last long. Most people thought they'd be back home in time to put up the Christmas decorations, but they were seriously wrong. The Worst of Enemies Wilhelm II was the Emperor or Kaiser of Germany. He was one of